Welcome to the Million Pound Biller Coffee Break Podcast. These are short podcasts for you to listen to at a coffee break. Developed to give you some quick ideas on how to help you build your desk and business. Now, over to Adrian Mansfield, the Million Pound Biller for today's Coffee Break Podcast. Welcome to the Million Pound Biller Podcast. I'm Adrian Mansfield, and in my 20 plus years in recruitment, I've had a number of million pound years. I've worked in most of the major recruitment markets and in all sales roles within a recruitment agency. I've also run my own company and set up companies both in the UK and in several international locations. Recruitment has given me the opportunity to travel the world and see some of the best and worst places on offer, from Australia to Afghanistan and many more in between. The Million Pound Biller podcast offers those at any level in recruitment tips and ideas from me and my contacts, both inside and outside recruitment, but all from the coalface. Information and ideas that can be taken back to your day-to-day careers and put you on the path to a million pound year. The cornerstone of my success over the years has been my willingness to learn and develop my skills, something I still do every day. Now I'm offering you some of my ideas and thoughts that will allow you to squeeze the most out of your recruitment career, no matter what level you're at and where you're aiming for. Every journey, even one to a million pounds, starts with a single step. So let's take that first step together. Welcome to episode seven of the Coffee Break podcast. Hope you've been enjoying these over the last few weeks. I've certainly been enjoying your comments and uh, your feedback via social media and the podcast comments sections. And uh, obviously, if you want to keep hitting me up on social media, I'm on Facebook and Instagram as Million Pound Bella. So to today's Coffee Break podcast, topic one today is you, yourself and I. I'm a lover of teams. I played rugby for many years and then I'm coaching when injury and age caught up with me. And I used to love being part of a team. I believe teams are a part of what makes recruitment the fun career it is. I still have very good friends I've worked with before and who I've stayed in contact with. I have as many such friends as I do from other sides of my life, such as university and everything else. I firmly believe that the best agents are a strong team ethos. Sure, they have competition inside the agency, but you always need to be aware that the real competition the other agencies, your competitors, and the best agencies use their one team model to get the best out of their staff and to engender a sense of togetherness when things get tough. Working in such organisations will benefit your own growth and skills. I know I've worked in a few over the years, and every one has given me something that is now core to what I do. However, even in the best teams, you need to be sure that you have a somewhat selfish view of things. By that I mean don't hold back from your colleagues, rather I mean that you need to be sure that you have a constant view on you and your best interests overall. It's easy in recruitment to get carried away and lose sight of your own goals or plans. I start each year with a new set of goals for the year, goals that are also leading to my longer-term plans for life, and I try to make sure my work and time in the year are headed towards those goals. That doesn't mean I can't work well in a good team. Indeed, as I've said, that's where I feel most at home. But it does mean that I I feel the team is taking me away from my personal goals or is forcing me to go against my own position. I won't follow them blindly at the detriment to my own personal position. That selfishness should also come to the fore if you're not happy or don't feel that you're enjoying what you're doing. Then absolutely you need to make a decision for your own best interests. I speak to many people in many different companies, not just in recruitment, who are not happy with their jobs. And I wonder why they follow a path that either isn't enjoyable or gives them no growth. I heard this week that over our careers we spend 10 whole years, that's 24 hours a day, seven days a week, working if you add up all of the hours that people work during their lifetime. That's an incredibly long period when you put it in that context. And to spend that amount of time doing something you don't enjoy seems to me to be a real waste. I know full well there are people who can't easily move roles or perhaps get more out of their free time and 
To them, a job is just a way to earn funds to allow their pastimes to happen. And others have other reasons why they can't move, perhaps because of the level of education or in simply the location they're in means they've got fewer opportunities. I feel for those people who are unhappy and stuck, but in recruitment, that isn't a factor. We know that there are options to move on. There are over 40,000 recruitment agencies in the UK, not to mention the numbers internationally. Recruitment has always had the lowest possible barriers to entry to starting up your own business. So that route is also always open. The last year has shown that no one can be 100% certain what the future holds. I hope that we're over the worst of that now, but from my experience, 2021 will still be a bumpy year. So you need to make sure that you build your network of good agencies or other routes and make sure that you have options for the future. If the last year has shown anything, it's shown that you need to make sure that you have the keys to your own future. Whether that is knowing what you want and making sure that all you do is aimed at those goals or having options to look at that will offer you another route to your goals if your agency no longer meets your needs. It means working to build up your skills and experience so that you can be more valuable in the market and ensuring that you keep an eye to what is good for you and what you want. One of the first areas of spending that goes in any downturn is training. But this is more key than ever. And as such, you'll need to be sure that you're doing your own work on this. Whether that's listening to podcasts such as mine or reading articles online, or indeed asking members of your network for advice, help or ideas. Training and building on your skills is as key as ever in the market we're now in. Experience of difficult markets is out there, so use it to learn from those who've been there before. The goal in life is not to not make mistakes, as we'll discuss in a moment, but to just avoid mistakes that are able to be seen and avoided. LinkedIn offers you the chance to connect with like-minded people and potential future employers, or people who can help you out in another way. We as recruiters so often use LinkedIn as a tool to help our clients and forget that it's an equally strong tool for us. I found that in work, if you continue to view everything through a lens of me, myself and I, and what's good for you, then the rest will fall into place and you'll end up being in a happier in your work. And that has to be a good thing. Topic two for this week, failure is a benefit. When you're a child, your parents try to avoid you falling over. I know when I look to my daughter, I seem to be saying, be careful a lot. Of course, it's a natural instinct to want to protect the people we love. And we certainly don't want to see them hurt. However, in business, I'm of a different mind. And some people will say I probably should be this way at home too, but that's taking a lot more work. In business, failure is a good thing if you learn from it. When I look back on my career, I have made some huge mistakes. And some of those mistakes have led to some very dark days, not least of which was when I had to close my first business after five years of hard work and effort. Do I regret those mistakes? Of course. Could I have avoided them? Perhaps with the benefit of hindsight, I could have made different decisions. But that's the point. Hindsight, as the phrase goes, is always 2020. And if we start living our lives by avoiding the risks of a mistake or an error, then we won't do anything. If you look at some of the world's best businessmen, Branson, Dyson, Jobs, Gates, Musk, etc., their business careers are littered with mistakes, big and small. Whether it's thousands of attempts to get the Dyson vacuum cleaner working, being arrested for tax evasion on imported records, speaking out on your company's plans and being investigated by the SEC. The list of errors and mistakes and failures that litter their careers are many and various. The main difference between them and most of us is that they don't let those failures define them. Indeed, they tend to put those same failures, some of which may have completely derailed their career, as not just a key part of their growth, but often as the reason they are where they are, as though the error or errors are key steps in the process. To bring this back to a more mundane day-to-day level, the query is what is the worst that can happen if you try and fail? I'm lucky, as I'm sure many of you are. I have a group of friends, a family, and a group of loved ones around me, 
and in almost all cases, I have absolutely no interest or knowledge about what I do for work. I could have had the worst day in the world for me, and my daughter won't care. She'll still want me to play Roblox. My mates won't care, and they still want to tear into me about Everton or England if they lose. My life will go on. My mistakes won't change that. And let's face it, nothing we do in recruitment is life or death. So when I take on a client call or a difficult issue with my contractors, I give it 100%. I put my full effort into it. But I'm also aware that if I make a mistake, then it won't be the end of the world. The same applies to you and your life. If you're thinking of starting your own company or trying to make that key client call, never be afraid of the risk of mistakes. Give it your all and put in 100%. And if it doesn't work, then just like if my daughter falls over, sure, it will hurt, but learn, get back up and go again. That's not to say mistakes and errors won't hurt. My personality is one that hates to make mistakes. Even the smallest mistakes make me upset with myself. I aim to be perfect. I go into everything I do with the goal that it will be complete and utter success. And I work very, very hard to make sure it is. If I make a mistake, it physically hurts me. However, I never let the feelings and fear of the fact that I know things won't be 100% from stopping me from doing it in the first place. Sure, I work to avoid the mistakes. I learn from those mistakes I've made in the past and I ensure that I never make the same mistake again. But if I've got an idea, I've assessed the risks, I've assessed the opportunity and I want to go for it, then I go for it. Like the titans of the business world I mentioned earlier and hundreds of others, I will never be defined by my mistakes. They are just a step on the path that teach me and help me to grow. If you can start to see the world in the same way, I hope you'll be able to make some of those leaps that perhaps the what if it doesn't work has been holding you back from making in the past. Thanks for listening to episode seven of the Million Pound Biller Coffee Break podcast. Hope you took something out of today's episode. And if you did like it, please hit subscribe on the place you get your podcasts. And again, as I said before, hit me up on social media. I'm at Million Pound Biller on Instagram and Facebook. And I look forward to hearing from you and look forward to speaking to you again next week.